WebCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the Executive Director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Everyone understands how difficult it can be if you live in the East Hills of Pittsburgh or in the Mon Valley area to get to downtown Pittsburgh or to Oakland. It's hard enough in a car, especially if you're driving the Parkway East and the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Uh, it's even more difficult if you've got to do it on public transit. One thing that advocates have been saying for more than 20 years is that it would be a lot easier on transit if the East Busway was extended to the Mon Valley and out to Monroeville. There is a discussion now being uh, really heavily driven uh, by folks at Pittsburghers for Public Transit and the Thomas Merton Center of encouraging the Port Authority, collecting the data, and making this happen uh, within our lifetimes, moving it from uh, the discussion stage into reality. Our guest this morning is Laura Weens. She's Executive Director of Pittsburghers for Public Transit. Good morning, Laura. Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. And and, and you are going beyond uh, the discussion stage. You've started over the past few days collecting data. Yeah, so... Um so our organization has been working with, uh, particularly with residents and leaders in the Mon Valley over the past couple of years. Um, we got involved in the uh, in the fight to prevent um, transit service cuts to the 61 bus lines. Originally, the Port Authority, along with their bus rapid transit corridor between downtown and Oakland, which was ostensibly a transit improvement um, to create bus-only lanes and make sure that uh, buses were going to run on time and uh, faster, um, they were also proposing cuts to the 61 buses, so by 50% and mandating that people would have to transfer in Oakland to continue to go downtown, which is costly and time-consuming and difficult for people um, that maybe have uh, other mobility concerns. So, um, so we worked with residents in the Mon Valley to, to elevate uh, the concerns over this proposal, and over the course of a year, we were able to successfully um, change the Port Authority's plan. Uh, so now the residents in the Mon Valley 61 bus riders are going to be the disproportionate beneficiaries of that project, which is excellent. Um, but that didn't feel like... Uh, an endpoint, right? Because it is not enough to to simply have to um, fight to to maintain the status quo, especially when the status quo is frankly somewhat dismal. Mm-hmm. Um, Sixty one bus lines are lifelines for a lot of communities in the Mon Valley, um, but there's just not very good service, and it's very slow, mostly because buses um, are are stopping really regularly uh, because of mixed traffic and also because of all the stoplights. Um, that they have to wait for. Um, and that's a big, big problem, particularly because we know um, there was a study that was done in Harvard uh, in 2015-2016 called the Equality of Opportunity Study that said that commute times are the single biggest indicator of whether a, a, a household can emerge from poverty, right? So understanding that and understanding how important it is to have not only good bus service but fast bus service to get into the transit network, we thought um, that there was an opportunity to, to really start pushing for the, the kind of 
transit improvements and faster transit that we, our communities, all deserve. <laughs> There's a lot going on in the background where you are, Laura. Or is it? I'm so sorry. Yes, we uh, we live adjacent, or our our building is adjacent to a dog grooming salon. I can say that again, <laughs> but perhaps um, no, that's fine. We can hear we can hear you fine. I just wanted to make sure the listeners understood that uh, they weren't imagining uh, things. Uh, Laura Weens is on the phone with us. She's from Pittsburgh, Pittsburghers for Public Transit, or Pittsburgh for Public Transit, rather. Um, wait, your your web address is Pittsburgh for Public Transit, but the group is Pittsburghers for Public Transit. Okay, no problem. <laughs> Pittsburghers for Public Transit, okay. our website is Pittsburgh for Public Transit. That's true. Um, so so th- there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, we're going to be talking about the civic mapping tool, the, the transit mapping tool, that if you ride the bus or you use uh, any of the facilities uh, in, in the East Hills and, and Mon Valley area, you may be approached by someone asking you to take this sort of very quick, uh, relatively, I've done it now, relatively painless little online survey on a tablet. Um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what that data is going to be used for. But I want to I want to unpack some of the it was very information heavy, and I want to unpack some of it for the listeners. So. Um, the 61 buses uh, are the 61A, the 61B, the 61C. These are the buses that serve uh, McKeesport, Duquesne, Braddock, Swissvale, I think Turtle Creek. Uh, do I have the communities more or less correct? Yeah, I mean, all along the Mon Valley. The 61D2 um, was supposed to be affected. That also uh, impacts Homestead um, and Rankin, um, North Braddock. Uh, yeah, I think it, most most of the communities of the Mon Valley that are along the river um, would have been impacted by those. Cuts. And, and there are there are other buses like the the fifty six that goes from McKeesport to downtown Pittsburgh through Hazelwood, and that's a fairly quick trip. And there there are some express buses as well. But it seems to me that the sixty one numbered buses are important because they connect the universities, they connect the hospitals, and they connect a lot of job centers like the waterfront, like Kennywood, like the businesses in the Oakland corridor. Is that accurate? That's correct. I mean, they're considered um, the, the some of the key corridor routes for the Port Authority. Really, what that means is that they they have they operate frequently and they have um, high uh, they 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 operate most of the time. So later into the evening and into the weekends, um, which is not true of most routes. So they're they're very very critical routes for our system and for a lot of riders in our system. So let's go back to the to the idea of the uh, bus rapid transit, which I think that proposal is moving forward, but as you alluded to, has been modified after the community uh, rallied um, with the help of groups such as yours, uh, the Thomas Merton Center, uh, Just Harvest, um, Mon Valley Initiative. Um, the, the, the community rallied and, and expressed to the Port Authority and to their board just how important it was that these 61 buses continue. But the bus rapid transit idea is that um, buses would connect downtown and Oakland, more or less, in sort of a continuous Loop. They would run on very short headways on dedicated routes um, and that you could get from downtown to Oakland very quickly. Why was that? Explain for people why that was going to make things less appealing if you were coming to Oakland or downtown from uh, Duquesne or Swissvale or Braddock or McKeesport. Sure. I mean, you know, as transit advocates, um, bus rapid transit, what you're talking about makes a lot of sense. I mean, we we love bus-only lanes. We think that having uh, traffic single, signals that turn green for buses, um, so when a bus approaches, it, it triggers the signal to change, those are great improvements for riders. Um, and, you know, uh, riders in the Mon Valley deserve those kinds of amenities just like anybody else would in this system. But uh, the problem was that the original Port Authority proposal called for 
having the service on the 61 buses um, that fed into that corridor and saying that people would have to get off, dis disembark from the buses in Oakland, get onto a separate bus, um, and then to continue downtown, which actually would have cost them additional money to riders, uh, additional money. And given that um, we have a spoken hub system where people have to go to sort of transfer points, nexus like like downtown, um, in order to get anywhere else in the system, um, that is, it's a real problem that we make additional barriers for people to even get to the other places uh, to, to transfer it to get everywhere else they needed to go, uh, right? Because the 61 buses and, and the buses that run in the Mon Valley don't run everywhere. So the uh, the, the Port Authority is, is asking people to, to go downtown to be able to transfer and use their their network like like a network. Which is is one thing if the, if it's a very rapid system, but it's another thing if it takes thirty five, forty, fifty minutes, maybe more than an hour to get from where you are to downtown Pittsburgh, that to then come back out on another route to get to your ultimate destination. Correct. Correct, and we know that in fact the routes from the Mon Valley to downtown on the um, are, tend to be very slow. I mean, the express routes a little bit faster, um, but um, they would still also benefit from improvements, on-street improvements like bus-only lanes or signal priority that would uh, give the buses an advantage on the road. Um, we're going to have another. We're going to have our first break actually coming up here in a couple of seconds. Before we get to that, though. Uh, the the how just how slow <laughs> I feel like Johnny Carson and, 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 how slow are they how slow are the buses in Pittsburgh um, that are using the surface level streets the the streets that the cars and everybody else are using versus the East Busway well uh, I mean I I don't think I can speak to how slow okay. most buses are I mean in some ways it's it's the the problem is cars is actually not buses not are, are not inherently slow although uh -huh. we tend to have more bus stops than most systems so that slows buses down okay. but um, I mean anybody who's ridden on the East Busway knows what an amazing asset it is we actually um, the buses that run like the P1 and P2 that run on the busway actually generate revenue from Port Authority for Port Authority because uh, we have so many passengers if you're somebody who lives in in the East End um, have a and, and own a car you still would prefer to use the busway because it's so much faster to get it to downtown, plus cheaper if you're considering parking. There's no, um, there's no traffic. There's little to no traffic. It's there's even a ride or something. Yeah, there's no traffic. There's no traffic lights, so you don't have there, the the the. Uh, uh, what often happens in Pittsburgh is where you have a bus that stops at a bus stop that is at a corner with a traffic light, and the traffic light is green. People are loading and unloading from the bus, and then the traffic light starts goes red, and then you have basically two cycles. You're sitting at the traffic light. You don't have that problem on the East Busway. That's right. That's right. I mean, it's a, a there's big old Jersey barriers along the side, and it can just shoot on down um, uh, at a good clip uh, with a with a couple of key stops along the way um, to be able to get people to, to downtown. Um, and also, uh, it, there are different routes that branch off and go to Oakland as well. Laura Weens is executive director of Pittsburghers for Public Transit. Laura, uh, or excuse me, www at pittsburghforpublictransit.org. We'll get you more information about that. I believe you can also get a link to the transit mapping tool, which we will be talking about in 30 seconds. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online.
Welcome back. Our guest this morning is Laura Weens. She's executive director of Pittsburghers for Public Transit. We're talking about the uh, possibility of extending the East Busway uh, to the Mon Valley and eastern suburbs. Um, McKeesport and Monroeville in in particular uh, would be the endpoints, I guess, uh, or the envisioned endpoints. Uh, you can find out more about Pittsburgh for Public Transit at pittsburghforpublictransit.org. Uh, we're going to talk about the civic mapping tool uh, that you may be asked to participate in. You may be asked to give some input into how you use buses or uh, public transit or how you would like to use buses or public transit. Uh, Laura, one of the first things, every time this story has kind of circulated on social media, one of the first comments that I always see is, well, this is going to be incredibly expensive. Why would we spend all this money? I think one of the things that that your group is trying to uh, figure out is what are existing pieces of infrastructure that could be added to the East Busway. So it's not a case necessarily of extending a dedicated busway lane. Is that accurate? That's correct, yep. So the Port Authority did do a study about um, doing an extension of the East Busway with the same kind of high level of infrastructure that currently exists with the Jersey barriers, like I said, along mm-hmm. the railway, um, and it was impossibly costly. And it, even just to terminate at East Pittsburgh, it was something like $700 million. That is not what we're proposing. Um, what we want to see is uh, the same benefits of the East Busway, to have rapid and reliable service, uh, like an express corridor or a rapid service corridor, um, into the communities of the Mon Valley and eastern suburbs um, using existing streets as a resource. Right, There are underutilized existing streets um, that could have all of the on-street improvements to allow buses to go faster, like uh, potentially uh, painted bus-only lanes like signal priority that gives uh, buses the green light to go, um, and and having really nice shelter amenities, beautiful station areas with like uh, anticipated arrival times for buses. All of those things would would provide the same level of service at a much 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 lower cost. I, I, I want to ask you about a a transit conference that was held a few months ago in Pittsburgh, and there were some eyebrows raised, I think, among the media that, well, why is this public transfer, transit conference being held in Pittsburgh? And I think there was even some more surprise um, 20 years ago as the Port Authority was extending uh, the East Busway through, I guess, Swissvale, Edgewood, and into, into um, uh, Rankin, uh, there was some consternation that they were not building light rail, for instance. So the, the busway kind of got, the east busway kind of got a bad, I don't know what you want to say, bad reputation, but it was like, oh, uh, Pittsburgh isn't building light rail, it's building busways. There were several transit advocates who came to this conference in Pittsburgh, and please correct me if I'm wrong, who were in, came here specifically to see the busway network that Port Authority Transit in Allegheny County has developed and to praise how flexible it is. Is that accurate? Absolutely, yeah. It is an astonishing asset. In fact, um, so I should just point out that uh, Pittsburgh bus ridership has increased by 3%, I believe, over the last year, where in almost every other place in the country, uh, ridership has gone down. Um, and, and I should say that it's bus ridership that's gone up, not light rail ridership. Um, that's actually gone down uh, on the T's. Um, and it's absolutely right that What's great about the busways is that they can accommodate buses to go into neighborhoods once they get past the the, the terminus point. So the problem with light rail is that, you know, wherever you build it, that's where it stays. Uh, The the advantage of uh, busways is that 
it, they can they can deviate, they can take advantage of it for as long as they want to, and then go into the communities and then shoot people from those communities straight downtown or to other uh, points in the system in, a, in an accelerated way. So, well, and, and, and as we've seen, when severe weather hits the South Hills area of Pittsburgh or there's a, a, a disaster like that uh, train that derailed uh, at Station Square and it closed the, the light rail line, the, 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 the trolleys, I call them trolleys, the light rail vehicles just can't get up and move go around the obstacle where of course a bus can um which which besides the flexibility of being able to have the buses leave the busway and and go into a neighborhood you can also reroute around uh damage or around an obstacle true absolutely and i also don't want to be hit by a falling train so well no (laughs) i don't recommend that to anyone Uh, but no absolutely you're right so it, it definitely can continue to function despite you know, where, where light rail might, might encounter obstacles that they can't pass around. Uh, Laura Weens is executive director of Pittsburghers for Public Transit, www.pittsburghforpublictransit.org. They also have a very active uh, social media presence where you can uh, get in touch with them. So what, what kind of data then, uh, first of all, how did Pittsburghers for Public Transit get, um, get the task of, of collecting this data? Did you volunteer for it? And, and second, what kind of data are you going to be collecting? Yeah, so, um, so like I said, after this 61 bus campaign, preventing the cuts, the real, the leaders and the riders in the community were interested in putting forward a, a vision for what transit should look like. And we came up with the riders' vision for public transit, one plank of which was extending the East Busway, which, as you pointed out, is not, you know, unique to us alone. Um, but we were aware, uh, but, but, but I think folks in the community were like, this would be an enormous, a transformative um, improvement and change for our community. So, um, but we believe fundamentally that the riders and residents and people most affected by planning decisions um, are the ones best suited to create solutions for their communities. Um, and and so we really wanted to use this opportunity to to show Port Authority and you know, frankly, other agencies as well that the community can be the best driver for. Decision making, um, even even what what could seem like a, a complex you know discussion around uh, building infrastructure and transit planning and routes. Um, so we created this tool with the help of Civic Mapper in particular. Um, it is one; it's the only thing of its kind, as far as we can tell, um, nationwide. Um, and uh, folks will be able to can, can log on to our website eastbusway.pittsburghforpublictransit.org. Um, and, and take the tool. It also has a, a story map that explains the campaign and where it came from and what we're asking for. Um, in tandem with this, and we understand that not everybody uses the internet either. So what we are, uh, we are, we have also created a paid organizing fellowship. There are eight people from uh, the Mon Valley and the eastern suburbs that are going to be going out into the community to senior centers, to healthcare facilities, to employment centers, to low-income housing to uh, schools to help people one-on-one use the tool to be able to to say how they want their transit uh, uh, to be extended off the east busway so how, how they can create this rapid transit corridor into the community and what are some really key underserved community locations within the mon valley and eastern suburbs that the port authority should make particular attention to to creating routes um, to access um, and i should just be clear that when i talk about when we talk about creating this um, sort of rapid bus corridor beyond the east busway, we're talking about 
like a dozen or 15 transit lines that are going to receive benefits off of it. So it's not simply the 61 bus. It's not simply, you know, something going out to, to Monroeville or um, uh, East Pittsburgh. It's, it's going to be all of the different routes that interact in that, that space um, and other future routes that we, we believe that service should be better. Um, we should also fight for more funding for routes. Um, uh, but this will be the basis of how you can design um, an efficient system that, that's growing in the, in the eastern suburbs in Mon Valley. Uh, Laura Weens is our guest this morning for a few more minutes. She's executive director of Pittsburghers for Public Transit. You can find them online at pittsburghforpublictransit.org. Laura, is there a telephone number for people, as you said, who maybe not be Internet savvy? Is there a telephone number people can call? Sure. Uh, they can give me a call, 703-424-0854, 703-424-0854. Um, we'd love to hear suggestions for where they want um, some of these East Busway fellows to go uh, to, to, to help folks take the tour. Uh, we will be right back broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. This is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email tubecitytiger at gmail.com. Welcome back. Our guest for a few more minutes is Laura Weens of, Exe- of Pittsburghers for Public Transit. She's the executive director. Uh, Public They are also on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and Laura said if you are not Internet savvy and you want to give her a phone call, 703-424-0854. We'll give that number out one more time before we uh, leave the air this morning. Um, so you, you just selected the first, I believe it's eight young people who are going out to talk to people and collect data about transit. Is that accurate? That's right, and I should just be clear that it's uh, young people and those young at heart. So we're really, ah, okay. we really we are encouraging uh, folks to apply. We actually, this is our first cohort that's going out. We're going to have a second cohort later in the summer. Um, so I believe our deadline for applications uh, is July 19th. Okay. Um, so folks can find that on our website, too, if they're interested. It's a paid position, um, but we expect and we, we hope uh, folks can have other obligations. It's a very part-time um, work, but we're paying well, um, and we really want people with deep knowledge of the community to, to join us and, and learn how to organize and, and support growing transit in their community. And this is supported, we should mention, by the Heinz Endowments, correct? That's correct, okay. yep. Um, so where are these people going? Where are they going and what are they doing? If, if someone is, is they're going to be at Monroeville Mall, for instance, or wherever, I don't know. Yeah, so that's that's precisely it. I think that part of um, the the organizing training is that the cohort is working as a team to really identify important um, community serving locations within the regions, uh, eastern suburbs and Mon Valley, um, where there are people that likely need good access to transit, and perhaps um, are people that wouldn't themselves just log onto our website and take this tool. Um, so, like I said, senior centers like I would say UPMC East or uh, the McKeesport Hospital. Um, the uh, food pantries, uh, senior housing, uh, schools, because a lot of our high schools sure. in the, um, take, take public transit. Uh, all of those locations are places that um, they're going to be deciding collectively where are the to, to prioritize and to and to actually go out and sit in cafeterias and one by one um, go with a laptop and work uh, uh, ensuring that everybody has access to the tool and is able to take the survey. And how long does it take to do the survey? 
Well, so you did it, so I'm interested in hearing, but I think about five, five to seven minutes. And uh-huh. I think especially with somebody that's sitting beside you to help walk you through it, it's much, it's much faster. And it's, it's done on a, on a tablet, a, a computer tablet, correct? Sure. You can, you can do it on a computer or a, or a tablet. Unfortunately, uh, cell phones won't work um, very well because it's hard to see the actual map on cell phones, so, um, so the, which is why we're equipping people with computers to do that. Uh, sometimes people are concerned, they're, are nervous about, you know, they're going to take a survey because because we've all had this experience of you, you take a survey, you answer a few questions, and the next thing you know, you are bombarded with, with emails or phone calls, um, advertising and, and, and marketing. Is, is that going to happen in this case? Um, so that's a good question, and I think so. The contact information is uh, optional, so people can put their phone or email at the end. It's re- it's but they don't have very to. Very clear. That's that's simply for Pittsburghers for public transit, and part of why we think it's important, um, and we're asking people if they would do that, is because ultimately we are fighting to you know to realize this vision. So we're not the port authority, but we are we are the people that are the most with the users of the service. Um, we are the public that wants to see our public dollars expended in the most. Um, effective and, and um, equitable way, um, and so and so for us to be able to win what we're envisioning, we need a team of, of community members to be able to work with us to advocate for it. There is a pathway to actually winning this in the next uh, two or three years, um, but we need a we need a whole army of people to to fight for it. And, and I would assume it also adds to the credibility of the data if people actually give their real name or their real contact information that you can go to Port Authority and then they can verify. They can say, yeah, yeah, this is a real person. This is not just what some community activist or some advocate thinks the community wants. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think that more important, we do have mandatory demographic information, and that is solely to be able to ensure that our um, that the, what the data that we're receiving is actually accurately refer, uh, representing the kind of composition of the community. So we don't want to have, you know, all 17-year-olds, for instance, taking this survey. Or, or everyone from... really or, represent the ridership. Or everybody on it being from North for Sales or that Rankin is. or mm-hmm. West Mifflin, and then all the buses are supposed to go just to there. You, you want to try to balance <laughs> Exactly. geographically, I would assume, huh? That's right, that's right. So you, you're going to be looking for where people currently use transit and also where they would use transit if they could? Is that? Yeah, and I think we should understand that it's, so yes, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, we do want to get some, capture some understanding of where people are traveling to from transit, so that allows Port Authority to better design lines that um, more effectively meet their needs and um, hopefully more direct lines or ones that have well-timed transfers. Um, but I think uh, we should understand that this is not simply for people that use transit today. I mean, if you're a business owner if you, uh, or, um, you know, a service provider in these regions, um, having an effective way for your consumers and your workers to get to your site is a really, really important thing. Uh, we know it is, is a driver, uh, transit is a driver of development um, and a growing economy. So, um, so, you know, even if you as a, a boss of a big company don't take public transit, um, you have a, a big stake in this as well. And so we would encourage you to take the, the tool. So, so if you're, you're looking to recruit employees or, or you work at one of the universities and you're trying to get students to be able to get to and from uh, your, your school, your college, your university, it's valuable. So even like you said, if you're not yourself or not using public transit, I'm just repeating basically what you just said, um, it could still be valuable. Absolutely. I mean, I think if you want your community to thrive, you need to have a way to, for people to get around. I mean, that's, that's sort of the basis of it. Give, give us your, your website address one more time, please. 
Sure. Um, so our website is www.pittsburghforpublictransit.org, but if you want to go straight to the tool, you can just go to eastbusway.pittsburghforpublictransit.org. Again, that's eastbusway.pittsburghforpublictransit.org. Please take it yourself. Share it with others in your community. We want hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of responses. And, and, um, and you're also welcome to call me at 703-424-0854 if you have any ideas for particular locations where we should be sending our organizing fellows out to support, uh, you know, facilitate others using the tool. Well, I was just going to say, if somebody wanted to invite you to their church, civic organization, public uh, place, whatever it was, shopping center, supermarket, you'd be interested in, in knowing about those locations. Absolutely. Like church services on Sunday is a wonderful place where we expect that we could get folks to take the tool. Uh, Beyond the East Busway is a tool that's been designed by Civic Mapper uh, with uh, support from the Heinz Endowments uh, on behalf of Pittsburghers for Public Transit. Now through September 2019, Pittsburghers for Public Transit is collecting information about uh, where the extension of the East Busway to Monroeville and McKeesport, um, where it could go and who it might be able to serve. Pittsburghforpublictransit.org is the website. Laura Weens is the executive director of Pittsburghers for Public Transit. She's been our guest this morning. Laura, thank you so so much for taking some time to talk with us today. Thank you. And thank you all for listening today and TubeCityOnline.com, broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.